0: What's up shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your host, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy. Fuck boy! Fuck boy! Fuck boy. John Gabrus. What's up, shitheads? I'm so pumped to be back here with another episode. I'm recording from the new HeadGum Studio in downtown LA. It is fucking fancy. Fancy as hell. There's a gun club and a rock climbing gym nearby so I can fully train to become the Jason Bourne-esque character I want to become while recording my bullshit podcasts. Guys... I know the last podcast you listened to of mine was me alone, but I have guests again. People are willing to come on my podcast. It helps that they have things coming out they want to talk about. On today with me is my friend, your friend, hip hop aficionado, gallery owner, dare I say comedian, <laughs> <laughs> author, rapper, host, writer. He's got he's a man of a million talents. I uh, I couldn't tell you how far down each road he goes, but guys Give it up for Jensen Carp.
1: I love the comedian was the one you're like, I don't know. He's not that funny, truly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've never seen you do stand-up or like, I I, guess you didn't monologue at cat.
1: Right. And I've done stand-up in life and I was smart enough to go, no, not for me. (laughs) Which I think should give me more credit than continuing to do it.
0: I think 100%. Right. But that also, like I'm uncomfortable calling myself a comedian because I rarely do stand-up.
1: That is weird though. Because I I did Julian McCullough's podcast recently and he was like, uh, I don't know if I like he was like I don't know if comedy is like is that something that you consider I was like yeah I make a living doing comedy he's like yeah but you don't do stand up I was like Julian do you only know ways to make money in comedy through stand up right.
0: like you, you've been on television yeah, before there's <laughs> a lot of other things to do in there's comedy. writing
1: just the the one that I self hated myself most in I didn't do anymore that was my decision or you
0: could do improv and make an insane amount of money yeah. oh like yeah me.
1: You're, you're on top of that <laughs> yes that I did do though I did go through UCB so maybe I could take it I
0: don't yeah know. I don't know we'll we'll say comedian. but what, what do you call Call yourself if you meet your girlfriend's parents and you have to explain Uh. what you do. I'm a writer. Writer. Yeah, that's what easy. I tell Uber drivers. I am too.
1: Yeah, that just, Is that, your parents. You're dating a girl whose parents are Uber drivers. Yes, yeah, so I
0: just <laughs> my my uh, my wife's parents are both named Armin, and they drive yeah. Toyota Priuses.
1: They're both <laughs> Armenians from Glendale and they smell like like rubber sole.
0: Jensen, thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, we're going to talk, talk about we're going to talk about hip hop today. Yes, I like to have white people on to discuss hip hop. Well, with that's me. what you
1: have to do in 2016. It's just the the <laughs> most cultural appropriation you can do. Uh, we
0: both have dreadlocks right now yeah as well. <laughs>
1: absolutely i'm wearing a cameron shirt and i'm smoking a beanie yeah,
0: yeah i have a i have a Koogie sweater and a swisher suite yeah
1: i actually I have an old english 40 and i'm wearing a chain that just says real on it <laughs>
0: um so before we get into hip-hop too much we just do a little segment on the show where i read reviews of my podcast so as always listeners shitheads out there If you rate me five stars and roast me in the comments, I will read it. And, yes, it is a transparent ploy to get five-star ratings. (laughs) But also, I get to say your name or your handle. This is from Yes Anderson. Pretty solid improv reference there. Hey, Johnny G, fellow large comedy guy here. I ran into my old improv coach while leaving the gym this weekend. After a long discussion about my insignificant comedy career, he told me I have a real John Gabris thing going. Insignificant. Thank you. <laughs> what an insult. Had we still been inside the gym, I would have definitely Chris benoit myself. <laughs> Anyone who listens to your podcast would have had a similar reaction. Wow, this is deep cuts. There's improv reference, a Chris Benoit suicide. So... But you need it to be inside the gym to blow your head off? Or do you mean inside the gym to get so addicted to steroids that you eventually kill yourself? Or maybe kill his whole family in the gym?
1: (laughs) Because that is what Benoit did. And leave Bibles on their stomachs? Is that that the detail you needed? Is that the detail we were all waiting to come up with? And I had it for you. (laughs) Were you
0: going to cripple a Canadian person? I'm a rare
1: breed in comedy because I worked with Chris Benoit. Whoa. I did every day.
0: Oh, because you worked at WWE. I wrote Monday Night
1: Raw, and I was on, like, Chris Benoit was one of my wrestlers.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. So dark. Is is he, was he,
1: no, he's just quiet. He's just quiet. You know what the craziest part of that is? When my mom called me and was like, one of the wrestlers killed his whole family. I was like oh Kurt Angle <laughs> I, was, I, I just assumed it was a different person <laughs> like that's how fucked up wrestling yeah, is yeah it's
0: not it's, you're not flabbergasted at all you're just no. like oh okay no never mind. it's not the guy I thought yeah just oh oh was that guy okay fine <laughs> yeah all that Oh, that, that also makes sense yeah 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 fine Bible's <laughs> on the stomach yeah yeah it makes sense <laughs> um, alright this is from Upstate Pete Pete living human John Gabriel Gabrus farts for an hour straight spoiler even his farts are racist Okay, living human. Okay, that's about as <laughs> small as you can describe me. This is from CM Punk 1313. If Chris Farley and Fran Drescher had a retarded love child, it would be John Grubus. His comedy <laughs> style is sweaty and cargo shorts. <laughs> high Spodcast, the period, high and mighty, is a platform for him to e- lose even more respect in the entertainment industry five stars <laughs> Chris Farley and Fran Drescher you think you're taking a shot at me there but that is Heroes. a fucking hero. I mean Heroes. like yeah Farley for sure a hero Fran Drescher you know cancer schmancer yeah no, <laughs>
1: please, please those people have had very long careers I know. <laughs> the beautician and the beast yeah. don't get me started come on all right this is from
0: Captain Freedom can't imagine how his breath smells oh I read this one already <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, here's one. This is a little longer. We'll just get into it. This is from the film guy. Oh, that you know this guy's cool. The real fat bastard John Gabris podcast could be a lot worse than it actually is. Just listening to the guy talk all about himself and his pastimes of being a jock and talking over his guests is a little better than Hillary Clinton, Clinton queefing. Or maybe the other way around. Anyways, listen to this guy eating Taco Bell live it was just as disgusting as the words of David Spade and Tommy Boy. I could hear him getting fatter. I've got my money on Fat Boy and the Deadpool. Enjoyable podcast.
1: Five stars. Oh, fine, yeah.
0: I, I see what he's saying there. I got my money on the fat boy in the Deadpool, but he spelled Deadpool with a capital D and no space, meaning... Oh, in the, the movie? The, the, well, the, thank <laughs> you. That's actually a real compliment. <laughs> he's got money on me being cast in Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be working with TJ. Congrats. If if you don't think I've spent hours brainstorming what fucking Marvel character <laughs> yeah. I could play, I, and I think the only one left is like Hercules, yeah. uh, but I'm I sure would still have to like loot...
1: If they open up Bizarro World, though... Oh, you yeah. could be Bizarro Wolverine. Oh, that would be awesome! That'd be kind of crazy <laughs> yeah. if
0: they make "What If" the movie. Yeah, I sold it.
1: Done. Bizarro Wolverine, Gabris. Done. Running.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Here's the last one. This is from Cliff J. Remember when Habris set a goal with Eugene Cordero that he would be able to do a muscle up? Two Taco Bell, two Power Hour, one sandwich, and one General Food oh. episode later, neither does he. <laughs> five out of five CGCs would listen again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's just a quick one from Lieutenant Chode. The podcast is utterly useless. John Gabris is a man with zero purpose. Five out of five.
1: (laughs) I hope someone stumbles on your podcast accidentally and is just confused by all of this rage and hatred and love.
0: Yeah, I'm very curious because as I said, as I realized, like, oh, it's a funny way to get five-star ratings. If someone actually read the reviews of my podcast, they'd be like, I don't want to listen to this. This is a fat guy who screams over his guests. But I guess... A solid heads up. I mean,
1: as well. it's a decent warning.
0: <laughs> uh, Jensen, thanks for joining me, but Thank bud. you. Yeah. Um, also, we, I didn't say this in your intro, but your podcast is delightful. Get up thanks. on this if yes. you guys aren't listening. Yeah,
1: we have a show on the Earwolf Network that just basically tells you things that you should be up on, whether right. it's new music or television or movies. And we're currently part of this beef season thing.
0: What is beef season? We have
1: fans that turn in music all the time, which is something we normally do. And they're yeah. very good rappers. And it's always shocking. Like, man, that guy's a little too good. That's been said a couple of times between Maddie and I even being like, why is he sending in music? Very nice of him, but like he should be doing something else. <laughs> like one of them, Sean Collins, we got an email once from Shady Records about him. And they were like, do you have a direct email for him? I was like, yeah, I do. Here it is. Nothing came of it, but like that was a weird email. That's again. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like um, that guy, Sean, went away for a while. And then another rapper who does uh, themes for our show was like uh, where's he at in his song like where are he at?" and we were like is that a challenge and we've they've been sending diss songs back and forth for like the last two months.
0: Oh, and you've been playing them on like concurrent episodes?
1: We're like, like funk flex. Yeah. Oh, no, like we drop f- bombs, like we do the whole thing and it's jumping become, Charlemagne in the streets. Yeah, please <laughs> see to God. We're doing yeah, I'm send you bottles of rose. Like it's basically we've become the hot ninety seven of the earwolf podcast <laughs> empire. Uh but it's been really fun and, and it's been picked up by Complex and Fastco and Oh, that's We awesome. have what I think is the best battle other than Drake and Meek Mill. We have the best one going on our podcast between total unknowns.
0: Oh, that's fucking cool yeah. as hell. I I it's gotta, not... I gotta catch up. Yeah. It's That's... uh,
1: you can, you can hear all the songs together at we hungry.com. W E H uh, <laughs> O N G R Y.com, which is a great domain. One of our fans <laughs> bought for us. <laughs> we That's yeah. really
0: fun. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Um, so we're here to talk we're talk talk about hip hop and I mean you have a special history with hip hop me for the people who've listened to my episode with Cypher Sounds or heard me talk about this even
1: for you to say Cypher Sounds is amazing yeah like you're (laughs) engulfed in hip hop and urban culture to an extent where I'm a little jealous and that's crazy
0: but see I got the same vibe as you I've I've, I've got the same thing going in your direction All right, but I feel like we're, we're we're Kindred spirits in that way. You're more of the performative, like you have like rap skills. Sure, okay. Yeah. More of the rap. You are
1: you are now filling a void of comedy in their world. Yeah. Like you're sort of like the best friend character in like uh in like fat beach yeah yes. that's that crazy dave myers movie no one talks yeah. about i think it's a dave myers movie um uh,
0: i'm like the disorderly's white
1: friend yeah you're like you're like who tommy davidson calls after a bad booty call do
0: you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: things went wrong Gabriel's like you're like the first call. fuck man
0: you're li- literally listening to all the shit i grew up watching like that fucking booty call the best um, boomerang mo, uh, mo money oh this uh, is my
1: shit these are all above these, the rim oh, i these do are it for all, anything
0: this was all the shit i grew up watching yeah. i
1: Trespass on VHS and I still have it in my house oh, okay. purely because you- <laughs> of the, th- the soundtrack yeah. that's it it has one Ice Cube song with Ice-T and I was like they're together and I've kept the VHS for 25 years
0: <laughs> that's so fucking true and also that's I'm getting way ahead of myself I'm spiraling here but uh, b- backing up a little bit that's having Siphon I talked a little bit about how I used to be in hip hop because I, w- I would, didn't have white friends when I was a kid and now I have since gone on to become the fat uh, white hipster that I am you are but, the ambassador
1: <laughs> yeah. you are our ambassador <laughs> and I appreciate it
0: and then now with in the last couple of years being part of MTV2 and becoming friends with a person like see the God I love, how, I yeah how do I not learn I was just on On Common Sense another Which thing you done, and I yeah. have in common <laughs> yeah
1: I, I, I loved I really did it because I I wanted to meet Charlamagne he is He's a genius. He's the
0: fucking coolest. I know. And he's he's one of my uh, he's one of my bucket list guests on this show. I'm, oh, he,
1: I'm sure he'll do it. He he is such a, like if you don't know him because you're not part of the hip hop world, you're missing out. He's, right. He's good even if you know nothing about hip hop. He's he's um he's like their world. I hate to say he's a troll because he's not right. But he's so good at touching a nerve with his actual human opinion and his interview with Kanye is one, is of, one the, of the best one of the best interviews i've ever seen it's Period. not even about yeah. hip hop it's he he's the first person to ever look kanye in the eyes and say i remember you when you were younger you got weird yeah. tell me to, like why do you not think anything you're doing is weird and kanye is so caught off guard that he doesn't know how to answer. Yeah, he's like,
0: you're you're talking about all this blah 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 blah, and then yet you make shoes for. Uh, and he calls him out on his like uh, brand obsession. And yeah, and all he that was like,
1: if, he was like, I remember you when you sat outside the radio station trying to give us your demo. If I walked up to you then and handed you that video of you and Kim on a horse. And I handed it to you. Well, you think you'd think that's dope? And that's a real interview question. That actually happened in real life. And, like, and you see the video of it, They, you know, because it was at, uh, it was during it's the on Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. And so, like, everything, it's just, he's a, he's a really, he's a gem.
0: Yeah, if you're not into hip-hop, you could watch some of the uh, Breakfast Club interviews that aren't hip-hop artists. Yeah, or Birdman. Yeah, the Birdman one is,
1: all right, well, well,
0: let's Man just talk walks, about that real Bird quick. Birdman
1: walks in. He already has a chip on his shoulder, clearly hates Charlemagne. Charlemagne has to travel, just so these are all background you should know. Charlemagne has to travel with bodyguards. Yes. Because he has brought up so much, uh, you know, he's like so opinionated and he disses rappers a lot and he asks yeah. them questions like, well, did you, you know, like the things he did to Kanye?
0: But he doesn't diss people like the way, like to get traction, no. which I think is, he just genuinely says Genuine things opinions. like. I think this album sucks. Yep. Or, like, I think you're a hypocrite about yeah. this, or whatever. He has
1: no fear to say what he really feels. Right. And that's a, a talent, by the way. Yeah. The way he T- does it is talent.
0: Right. Which has made him, most people would make that, make them unmarketable. It's the made him opposite. even more marketable. Yeah, the exactly. They say he's like the hip hop Howard Stern, but like, uh, I think he's a better interviewer than he's, Howard he's, Stern.
1: He's definitely from a different angle. Yes. It's and,
0: not all about, uh, do you get horny on set?
1: Yeah. Or like <laughs> talk about my wife's cats. By the way, I'm like the biggest Howard fan, but the I'm sh- a big
0: Howard fan. But the Charlemagne,
1: <laughs> the Charlemagne angle is just, it's so smart and so precise. And he, wa- so Birdman walks in already with a chip on his shoulder about him and it has flown from Miami to do this interview, walks in and is, is like basically calls the interview off as he's sitting down.
0: Right. And, I'm wa- I, I watch it a couple times to yeah. see like, and I don't know anything. Of, I don't, I'm not as informed by hip hop. I'm like, does Charlemagne say something that's like undercutting to by- Birdman, but it's like almost no. He but it's just, in the past. It's yeah, from the past. Yeah. It's from yeah. the past. Cause
1: yeah. he, he said his name without respect on it. Yeah. Respect. My name is become a <laughs> meme, but that is what Birdman said in honesty. And then he got up and left 40 seconds later. I know. He
0: flew in. And there was a moment when they were walking out and Birdman's walking out with like four security guards. Yeah. And there's like three other, uh, you know, you see some of the Breakfast Club security and cameraman. I'm like, this shit could escalate yeah. quickly. Oh, that is the, and that
1: is hip hop. That is, yeah. it, This is not, you know, even though everyone's becoming millionaires in an art form that uh, I don't think people thought would ever go this far. Right. And, and now that it is, everyone owns... Their Sprite ads and they're, you know, but there's still that alpha still that macho. Small, don't fuck st- with me. Bullshit. still has it. It's yeah. not, you know, you don't see it as much, but every once in a while it'll still pop up.
0: Yeah. You never like saw Axl Rose take a swing at some, you know, like at
1: least not. It, I mean, he, he would have his beefs, but right. him and I think at the time, I don't think Sebastian Bach and him got along. Was that oh, right That makes sense. They ended up becoming <laughs> friends, I think later, but, uh, like, yeah, I think they were all tough guys. I think Axel was actually probably a tough guy. I'm sure, but but I don't. But it, the the art form and the culture of hip hop and and where it started from is clearly not two white dudes in the uh, podcast <laughs> office. But it, it, it came from a place of of I'm better than you. I'm better, and then you know, sort of the backgrounds and, and yeah. what was going on, and so it's still there. You know, very little, but it's there.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's part of what I. That's part of the thing I like about hip hop. Um, let, let's this will be sort of meta, but what do we like about hip hop? As what I mean we know like what do I like about hip-hop and I think I was trying to explain it to my wife the other day because I was like listening to hip-hop nation on Sirius yeah. I pay for Sirius just to get my uh to get my target practice in yeah, just she'd
1: shade, shade 45 to me with rude Jude I still listen to all that stuff <laughs> I love I'm it. an
0: opium gym fan and a fucking uh hip-hop nation fan yeah I, I throw on backspin I throw on backspin too yeah when Ed Lover's uh Good spinning station. yeah um and I was laughing and she's like you're laughing at this music and I'm like, no, I'm laughing at punchlines and it's like, I, I realize I love stand-up so much and I love jokes so much even though I'm not a stand-up myself, I'm more of a fan. I love it so much that hip-hop tickles me in that same way when it's like a good rhyme.
1: That's old guy shit though. Yeah, that's Just so all it's m- out there. Yeah. It's like old guy hip-hop is that and that's what I am. Yeah. So like I, like I think Joel Ortiz is one of the best rappers in the world. Uh There's not a 17 to 25-year-old who knows who Joel Ortiz is. So, like, the problem is is that we grew up on Punchline. We grew up on a different kind of rap. Names like Chino XL and Cannabis and and (laughs) names that don't mean anything to anyone. But it's like, but that's what we know hip-hop as because in the park, not only was it like put your hands up in the air kind of shit when they're lamping, like, in 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 the parks... Not only was it that, it was also the dozens. It was like, I'm a better rapper than you because right. of this. Your your wife looks like this. But the, fu- the roasting shit. The roasting the, yeah. shit. And that became more just normal punchlines. And that became so hip hop was born in like not just fat boys and you know, not just jokey shit, but yeah. also like the good rappers had punchlines. Yeah, And so that no longer really exists, which is like a bummer. Like Soldier Boy or um, you know, any of sort of like uh fetty wop. Like they're not really they have they have witty lines. They're sometimes right. very smart, but they're not they're not telling jokes
0: right And but also there's a move in hip hop too to be danceier now too, right now obviously or, or yeah. also
1: just more I mean I hate to say because I'm 36 but like there's a swaggy kind of thing where like they're riding beats now it's like it's not so much what you're saying yeah you know what I mean like Kanye still has punchlines here or there that like Taylor right. Swift thing but he'll also will just go ha! six times in a row right and it sounds and dope it sounds dope yeah, right, right. It's right. Just exactly. like, but it's just a different approach well like
0: uh, what's that uh, designer song oh Panda panda. Yeah, panda. by the way
1: it sounds amazing right I have
0: no <Burton> <Yeah. laughs> And, and you're like, yes, I
1: love this. And I'm also, no- yeah, like if you would have said Panda six times in a row in 1999, we would have been like, are, are you Down Syndrome? Like yeah. we would have immediately been like, that's not rap.
0: It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been played anywhere. And now yeah, it right.
1: sounds great. So that's just the way times move. But yes, I think that... I think
0: we, uh, Wheezy still does great punchlines. But like
1: weirdly, that. Wheezy has really no traction. Right, So like that's that part of the true. thing is that like in the last two or three years, Little Wayne is not in the discussion. And that is a reason is that that is not... He, he's having a little harder of a time adapting like jay-z released his first verse in over a year yesterday yeah and and it was great and it was i not heard it yet it was on the all the way up remix on the fat joe remix ah. which is a great song which is like kind of killing new york streets as fat joe always does with one song then disappears uh but the <laughs> fat joe and it's my favorite song on the radio and so jay-z jumps in and his first line i'm gonna butcher it but it's along the lines of it's a great feeling to know your marriage is worth millions lemonade was a popular drink and it still is which is like a great first line because I, I literally was like I like thought about like like cutting my wrist and like leading out the side of the car like that's incredible what a yeah. fucking great line but like those are few and far between right And like people don't really care as much and his last line isn't uh, I'll really butcher that but it's an homage to Prince and he says like ever since we lost Prince elevator never going to get us down. And Ooh. I was like, "Wow, fucking!" And but no one cares, really. It's more about how great Jay Z sounded, right? Right. So right. we are still focusing on lyrics because we're in our in our thirties, and you know what I mean. But that is uh, kind of a dead part of the art form, a little. That's that's crazy to imagine. That's I mean the the, the mass is mainstream art form, right? Like right, you can right. go to King of the Dot and and don't flop on YouTube and see the greatest battles happening in the world that are yeah. punchline, 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 or you could you know go figure out what you know, Royce, the five nines new tape is like you can do it if you like. It's just that if you're trying to just turn on the radio, you're going to not really hear that.
0: I always say this on my podcast. I love nothing more than uh, specific pronouns, proper nouns being used. And especially when I don't know them, like you just said like four names in a row and I'm like, they all flew over my head. Like but Royce. I, yeah.
1: Royce used to, uh, you would know Royce. Royce yeah. used to be like Eminem's hype man back in the day. Okay. Okay. And then he was in slaughterhouse, which is a rap group you would love, even though they don't really, they haven't released anything in a while, but it was slaughterhouse was Joel Ortiz, Joe Budden, Royce the five nine and crooked eye, which are basically four names that makes thirty like make thirty year old white guys jerk off. It's just like punchline joke, punchline joke over and over. And they did a group together.
0: Oh, that's fucking but awesome. They can't
1: make enough money to like they're like disbanding.
0: Um so these these just go you just mentioned the battle rap stuff. That is huge on YouTube. Yeah, and it yeah. should be. Uh, as it should be, right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if fucking, uh, you know, stupid Jar Jar Banks references are huge on YouTube, if Latinos trying a milkshake for the first time set on a fucking fluorescent background is huge, um, stoners play with a cat. Like, if that shit, if Buzz, if the bullshit Buzzfeed's putting out is huge on fucking rap battles, should be. Yeah, so,
1: we're better than Chewbacca Mask. Yes, yes. At least, yeah.
0: I didn't hate Chewbacca Mask. No, that was one of those. You yeah, can't hate Chewbacca that's Mask. Just, Yeah, it's so funny. No matter what happens in society, no matter how fucking jaded, no matter how fake everything becomes, genuine love and genuine joy cuts through all the bullshit. And everyone is like, oh, yeah, I like the Chewbacca mask video because it's a woman who is genuinely happy.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, what's crazy about Chewbacca mask? If January 1st, you would have been like, I'm going to do a new pool, like a pool, like a like a Deadpool. Yeah. And you were like, list 15 things that could go viral. I just randomly would have picked Chewbacca math, <laughs> like, right? Like that's Chewbacca true. lady. Like that's a name I would have just come up with off the top. It of my has head. a viral sound it, to it. It sounds like it could work. You know yeah, what I mean? Chewbacca lady. You know, like you don't know what yeah. it means yet. Oh but my god! It... Have you seen Chewbacca lady? Like it just it just fucking rolls off the tongue. So it makes sense that it would blow up. Yeah. And it's rare.
0: Uh, but uh, so I know some guys from Wild Now. I don't know much about the rap battle world, but yeah. Hitman Hala and Conceited NYC both I think, very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And those guys fucking light it up during the Wild
1: Style. <laughs> <laughs> you got (laughs) jump in eventually you gotta get in. i have
0: gone on a few times one of my one of my uh one of my best lines was um uh oh how did it go fuck when we oh uh i'm not up on slang i still say fresh and groovy but can you all do me a favor and shut the fuck up during the movie (laughs) (laughs) all
1: All of my raps
0: were just black stereotypes because it's the only thing i was like I can just get the whole crowd... because I always get pulled forward because I'm fat. So it's like everyone gets their Peter Griffin reference out on me or whatever. Right. So I always have to have one backup thing that's just like... Uh- why, they're short, why you're short, which is like five of the cast members, right. or why you're black, which is uh, 80, all of them. 85% uh, of the cast Conceited <laughs> members. Conceited
1: is a tiny guy, right?
0: Conceited is a very tiny yeah, guy. Yeah, he gets
1: it bad when he goes into battles. That I could only imagine. All it is is short jokes. Yeah. Uh,
0: but the dude, uh, he's got bars, he, if oh, you will. All of them. I mean,
1: it, I came up in Battle Rap. That's yeah. what I did for most of my life. That's how I made a sad 19-year-old fortune is yeah. from battle rapping. Which
0: is, uh, uh, we'll talk about, we'll get into that later, yeah. but you have your book, book coming out about, about it, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: like I, that was my passion. And so I was very good at it. Like I, I was a, a very talented battle rapper and now watching where those guys have all went, I'm, it, they're leaps and bounds above me. Yeah, I mean, there are some differences. One, they don't have to rap over a beat anymore. We did. That's a, like, a trend that changed in, like, 2010-ish. Like oh, right, they so doing now a they could just acapella, acapella which is yeah. great, because you don't have to follow any patterns. Right. And then uh, the other part is is uh, they're 100% written.
0: That's the thing that I, I, I that always threw me. Yeah. I mean, it didn't surprise me when I showed up on the set a while now and people had planned their bits. Sure. That wasn't, yeah. I've been, what? been I've been working Hollywood? in television for a while. Yeah. But, what? But the freestyle parts... Yeah. Like, now, I, I also understand, for the sake of a TV show, you want to have, like, some lines, but people go straight up and they write about each other. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: That's what battling is. And I didn't have that. So like, it, when I was coming up, you didn't know who you were battling that night. Like, right. it would be whoever... Was you had to around. go off
0: like what they looked like or like hypothesizing what they might do as yeah. hobbies yeah. and yeah. shit. and
1: you always had like some like break in case of emergency lines. Yeah. But like, if they thought you were written, you'd be booed. Right, yeah, you right, can't do right. That. But that's over. Those days are over.
0: Because that that's really fun. That's really funny. I, I guess I never noticed that because... Part of the thing that drew me to liking freestyle rap when I was younger yeah. was uh, freestyling with my brothers and shit. Was that, uh, and I mean that in the white term, like my two siblings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would have been a cool brothers yeah. throw out there. Yeah, me and my two brothers in the car. <laughs> my, my, oh,
0: those are just my black friends I grew up with. I call them my brothers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not offensive. My two my two siblings yeah. and I. The, the drew me in the freestyle. They were when I came back around to come loving hip hop again, I was into improv first. And then I got into hip hop through freestyling because it was fun. Yeah. And it felt, you get that energy of like a good scene where you're like, Oh shit. I think I know you the way I always did. My awful freestyles was figure out the punchline, uh, on the fly and mm-hmm. then just find a word that arbitrarily rhymes with that yeah, <laughs> in the fir- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: that's that w- that's a thing. I mean that's what I did every single day. You know, for <laughs> most of my life. That's what I and that got me in a lot of trouble. And that, you know, that's that's sort of where I lived for for, for all of my teenage and early twenties. That's all I did. Oh, that's so fucking... I studied it every single day. I used to do this thing where I would practice, like it was like Rocky hitting the meat. Like I would I would fucking put magazines on the floor in my dorm room. And I would open each magazine. I'd have like seven or six or seven out, open each to a page, and then roast each picture. So like if like, you know, whoever was in, if it was like, you know, uh, Lisa Kudrow in the first one, I'd have to get on her. If it's the next one's a a swimsuit model, I'd have to get on her. So, and then I'd start it over and flip each page. And so now I'm trying to get each page, I'd battle each person. Oh. Because it was not a, like you couldn't go and practice against six, seven people. Right. And then I'd show up at the key club on battle night and battle six, seven people.
0: Uh, where did you go to school? I went to USC. USC. And yeah. so you were battling out here in LA? Yeah. Well yeah.
1: mostly in high school I, I, cuz I went out I grew up in LA. I grew up in Woodland Hills, which oh. is uh, next door to Calabasas, which has become the Kardashian kind of name, but it, it we it was nicknamed Calablacklist. Like it was all white kids growing up. And so I had no one to really coordinate my rap. Right, level. that's
0: what I was getting at. I was like yeah. I, I can imagine you need 7 magazines yeah. if you can't find a that's black. Guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And so
1: so like I had to go to like nearby city schools like Canoga Park or um you know, Chatsworth... I worked at a swap meet in in Woodland Hills that that would have me working with kids who went to those schools. Then I then I'd end up at concerts with them, or we'd go to battles together. Like I had to do that because I had no other place to go.
0: That's so fun to be yeah. like a lone white kid. Oh, I was the lone who white got kid. into who got into rap battles, and you're like, I have to go find. That's like like a kid who gets into martial arts and has to like seek out other kids. And yeah. like that's such a funny. Yeah, I
1: had to go, dude. I'd have to go to like I'd like to go see these shows, and I did. I'd go see a lot of concerts because I want to go. But sometimes I'd go to like the out alcoholic show at the house of blues because i knew there'd be ciphers there yeah right that's literally why i'd go i'd love to see them because they're my fucking favorites but this is the fifth time i'm seeing them in two years right i could probably lay off it but instead (laughs) i would go because i'm like because there'd be ciphers going on that you could jump in that's how i met mers and that's how i met like a bunch of dudes that came up at the same time as me is through these battles
0: oh so who else came up with the same so your rap name back in the day was hot carl if i remember correctly for no
1: reason other than it just came to mind yeah i was in a (laughs) a radio contest here in la battling and they were like what's your name and so i just I didn't want to say Jensen in case I messed up. That's so why I just said hot Carl. I'd had a million names before that, but yeah. <laughs> but that was the one I took on for sort of battling. Well, wasn't hot sense. carl like
0: one of those like Blumpkin type things like when to you shit, shit on, on someone's, someone's chest. chest yeah, yeah Which yeah. is
1: great. It wasn't my reasoning, but as soon as I said it, I was like, Oh, thought that works because yeah. I shit on dude. And it right? sa- and it
0: sounds good. It works. Hot Carl sounds yeah. like and Carl is a good, like if you're the white dude's name yeah. and your name is Hot Carl, that's a good It works. Yeah. And
1: ninety percent of people thought Carl was just my first name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that I just think I'm hot as fuck. Yeah. It works. It works. Uh but yeah, I would just I would battle every single
0: you would night. call into this battle show right i, th- I yeah. heard uh, it's called the roll call yeah what yeah. did i just recently hear you on Were possibly you... every podcast
1: yeah, right. okay, yeah, yeah. Possibly <laughs> but every it was podcast, every... Boys. it was okay, boys boys specifically yeah. so yeah. i would call in and i would battle against three or four different people over the phone uh the champion before me had about 10 days total ever that was like the highest you ever got and i ended up with like over 40
0: just every day at a certain time you had to call into the radio station yeah, and battle Fox. against the stranger who was calling it
1: three different strangers
0: three different strangers yeah. and then eventually
1: <laughs> after like 10 days after I broke that record they started inviting me into the studio so I would come in and battle people on the phone and I was in the studio <laughs> oh, that's so awesome for what radio show is this? Uh, for the the Baker Boys they were on 92.3 e- which is now like 100.3 I mean you know the way it works but Yeah. then I ended up on Power right after that so like it really became like a radio phenomenon here in LA oh
0: that's fucking cool and, yeah it was
1: nuts like I was an intern on the Flintstones movie the second one the Rock Vegas one Yeah, Viva Rock Vegas yeah, don't so have so would, to tell me yeah please uh, <laughs> the Citizen Kane of the Flintstone movies. <laughs> uh, and so I would, um, I would basically drive there. Sometimes I'd have, like when I was on the phone, I'd have to hide in the closet and do my raps. Like crazy shit to like hide the second life. Uh, and so when I ended up going in the studio and then record contracts started to be offered to me, that's when I quit the job and and just started rapping full time. Oh, that's, that's wow. stupid. That's so, so dumb. That's
0: so, yeah, but that's what you got to do. Now what, yeah, well, I'm sure there, a lot of this is in in your book which uh, well, is called Kanye West owes me $300 yes, right Yeah, uh, I love that you have a name drop in your uh, thank title you. Of your thank pocket. you it's
1: the way you sell books in fucking 2000 <laughs> everything <laughs> since 1876 it's been hard to sell books yeah uh, so we figured out a title to help a little yeah, yeah.
0: search Kanye West book and yeah. you come you up and- just search Kanye West I think we're okay
1: Yeah. either <laughs> one will get you to me uh, but yeah Kanye West owes me $300 which is a true story but it's one of the small it's like that's a small chapter it's a bunch of different stories about my right. career yeah
0: but my uh, and I'm sure, I don't know if you go into this in the book I'm excited to read it but what what got you back out of hip hop like what got you back out of rapping yourself
1: like oh a lot yeah uh, so I had signed to Interscope after the the radio contra, uh, the radio contest and I got this fucking inflated record deal it was like a million dollars and I got a publishing deal worth half a million dollars and like everything was just being thrown at me because the music industry was like full as decadence. Like it was like this bougie shit where like Eminem was about to blow up everyone knew it fucking find another one and there all were right. names like me and Apathy and Haystack and Bubba and a bunch of different names of people who were kind of getting deals at the same time.
0: Were they all specifically white guys because they
1: oh there was a real gold rush because
0: yeah. Eminem was the uh, the spearhead that got like it was all sounds a sudden like Oh, white kids want to like yeah. that, that's even their parents will buy them that album. <laughs> yeah, <and> they <laughs> open the
1: door for a lot right. of guys to get record deals. God, I remember
0: when fucking Eminem dropped, and then my brother dyed his hair blonde. Like we are all wearing like wife beaters with blonde hair with bangs yeah. and fucking uh, like those ball bearing necklaces. We all yeah. just immediately bit hard on. I mean, Marshall isn't it a
1: bummer though? I've been talking about this a lot, and I know I'm kind of sour grapes if you read the book, but like it's a bummer that that didn't keep going for M. Right, like it sucks. Like he's not what we kind of wanted he's like kind of went into a weird and i know it's his own personal demons but like he was gonna be like our dylan man like he fucking wrote stan and all this shit like you were like oh man it's going lose yourself it's going and then it just now he just talks about christopher reeve still (laughs) it's
0: fucking 2016 man right yeah what he has fallen off right we well,
1: not not like technically because he still sells a decent amount of records yeah he's not like no he's He's never really a number one. I know everyone goes, oh, he's the best. It's like, no, he's not. I mean, rap, so, that
0: song, Rap God, is fucking awesome. He's great. He's a yeah. great rapper. Yeah, yeah. But like,
1: uh, so is fucking Chino XL, man. Right, I mean, I, I'll give right. you a million. Pharrell Munch is a better rapper than Eminem. Yeah, by <laughs> all, By all, if we want to go technical, I'll give you 700 technical names of people. Right. M is a white dude. That helped. Yeah. Yes. So like, we're at a point now where Eminem is just a very good rapper.
0: Right, and he's not like he—he's not cutting edge anymore. No, there's he's no not, relevancy it, in what
1: he's doing. Right, that, but that's okay. That doesn't make him bad. Right, but I'm saying I always figured we had someone we were gonna grow with. Like that was gonna be someone we saw, kind of expand. But he's the same character he was with that right. blonde
0: hair. Why? What? Yeah. Why isn't he? Uh, at Jay-Z or Kanye level of uh, trying new shit. Or Drake. Yeah. yeah, Drake. I'll give
1: up other names. I don't think he's even at a Drake level. No, he's not.
0: No. He's certainly not. He, uh, he's fucking, He's arguably not at a Wiz Khalifa level. No, it's <laughs> yeah. just not a
1: relevant thing. But every time it comes out, he's a good rapper, and that's what you're going to react to.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we go any further into uh, why you got out, that just saying Wiz Khalifa made me jump back to another thing I like about hip-hop. Yeah. Uh, my, part of my resurgence is, I think, I've gotten more and more into marijuana in my 30s as I weaned off drinking and moved to California and have my anxiety medication. (laughs) Uh, And rappers are like... I love Juicy J. I love Wiz Khalifa. These guys who are rapping about smoking weed okay. it's fun like and Snoop Dogg and you think back to all the old cause I, I lo- yeah the chronic yeah Snoop yeah. Dogg Dre those were the Mr. Those, Grim I can yeah. go more
1: obscure <laughs> yeah. there were a lot of a total devastation there were like rap groups that were just about weed oh I don't even know yeah I mean, those are obscure now I'm gonna go fucking those uh, are old. spend
0: another $200 on <laughs> iTunes today those are old <laughs> but yeah that's fuck like you don't hear that in other hi- in other rock and roll or indie rock or no. anything.
1: No, the Killers don't go like, "And hey, we smoke weed." <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no one else says it. Uh, it's weird that it's it is weird that hip hop has gravitated towards it. I remember when The Chronic first came out, I remember every once in a while Rappers would be- reference weed Very little though Right But if you go back to like Old NW- NWA it says I don't smoke weed or cess In the song Yeah So like there's a strange There was a strange moment Where everyone just sort of was like Nah I like weed <laughs> And you know Cause it was like Kind of a cheap drug In right. early hip hop Yes um, And then you have songs About like the message And things that were saying Like don't do any drugs Right So like there was
0: That's another whole Another world of hip hop That I've learning about Since listening to Backspin Yeah Is that like 80s socially conscious hip hop Like right. it- like where it's like you got to learn to read make yeah. sure you read the books yeah. know the knowledge knowledge is power yeah. <laughs>
1: you're like wait what the fuck was that <laughs> he, I tend to think that's because the white record executives were like I know how we'll get on the radio yeah like that's what it has to be <laughs> right, but KRS yeah. was always good at sort of finding the middle ground like, right KRS right. is a crazy story because he put out Criminal Minded that BDP record and his, his partner in BDP was murdered and then he became like a conscious rapper yes kind of a cool story That's fuck that. That's wild. A little better. (laughs) His first record was about guns and. You know, and then it might change.
0: Yeah, that 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 whole path of that I got into that in college when people were like, "Oh, do you know who Tlaib is?" I was like, "No," and you're like, (laughs) "I
1: want to know more about Dead Prez." Yeah, exactly. That's where I was. I mean, I was in all of it, and I never said no to any rap stuff other than my own career. (laughs) The only thing I said no to was my own own, career. Yeah, and I just I I I basically had this Interscope deal. It didn't come together the way it should have. That's basically the cornerstone of the book is watching me go through this strange experience at 19 and 20 and 21 years old. It just Figuring out who I am and what I am in this monster business while I'm working with people like Kanye and Fabulous and Redman and DJ Quick and yeah. like such a fish out of water and uh, I mean that yeah. the,
0: that business destroys yeah. everyone and
1: it could have destroyed <laughs> me and and I, it did at one point because of my age and I sort of had a breakdown and then I kind of re re I sort of phoenixed up as as in writing and comedy yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so what what was that la- like what what was the thing that made you decide like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try another uh, Uh, record.
1: I did a a second attempt pretty soon right after the Interscope deal because I had a publishing deal that I kind of wanted to follow through with. There was some things I wanted. uh, And also there was an advance offer from a label in New York that was very minimal compared to Interscope, but I had no, I didn't know what I was going to do for a living. Right. And so money started to run out, you know, a year or two after the deal fell through right. i don't have like they were sending me monthly stipends at interscope those ended everything stopped and i was like I right like-. and when
0: you say like people are like oh you ran out of a million and a half dollars in, uh, in a couple of years it's everything is bounced against yeah, that everything so you clear. owe so much yeah, like
1: it goes really fast
0: like that million dollars includes like uh, Pub-
1: produce- production right right yeah, exactly no, they're I, like I oh paid- you
0: hired oh you want this beat yeah knock a thousand
1: dollars out of what 1, you Thousand. i paid like fifteen thousand dollars for Redman. yeah like that shit goes fast and also like the advance of 300 from like it goes it goes quick yeah even if you're like a frugal person like i am like it's still everything goes quick and so two or three years later when i'm applying to be like a flowery delivery man in (laughs) hollywood and someone offers you five thousand dollars to put out a record independently i was like yep yeah even though my body was like don't do it don't do this right fucking you know I opened art galleries in LA and, and those weren't bringing in money yet, but it was like, you know, you're on track to make those work. Like don't take this rap deal. And I did anyway. Is that,
0: is that where, uh, the money for the gallery came from was from yeah, your from hip hop career. And, yeah. Uh, is it gallery
1: 1998,
0: 1988, 1988 yeah. on Melrose, right yeah. by where we live. I, I love that place. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, and I liked it before I even, I didn't know you were affiliated it, yeah. with it until you emailed me and your email oh, address right. references. It? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit. I've yeah. been there a bunch of times yeah. whenever I'm fucking wandering around the neighborhood stoned. I'm like, it's, Oh, let's go in here. And it's a
1: fun, a- it's a fun thing that I did right after rapping, thinking I had a couple of years. It's been 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, I, at two years in, it's not making any money, and I was like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck! What am I gonna fuck? What am I gonna do?" And then uh, this guy called and was like, "Let's put out a record." I said, "Fine." And then I ended up touring it a little for him, and I ended up in Jamaica, and that's sort of where the book ends. Is my decision to leave is I had a, a bit of a breakdown in Jamaica.
0: <laughs> You're in Jamaica, yeah, uh, performing live spring with your second hip hop album
1: for Spring Break <laughs> at uh, 22 years old. At 20, yeah, 22, and I and I, uh, <laughs> uh, I have to uh, I have to commission what I don't even know what you would call it. I had to MC a wet t-shirt contest while having a mental breakdown. Uh, there were a lot of problems in Jamaica. Uh, and so it ends uh, with me coming to the conclusion this is no longer going to ever happen yeah. again. Yeah. And you're
0: like, I'm going to get into podcasting, yeah, I'm gonna- uh, <laughs> reality TV story producing. Yeah, that's, what, that's it.
1: I was like, you know what? Nicole Richie needs a story producer. <laughs> Here I am, Nicole. All excited. The funny part is when I, I wrote Nicole's show last season uh, for VH1, and she, she, I've known her for years growing up in LA or whatever. And at one point she was like, I think I went to a bunch of hot Carl shows. And you knew she was like a second away from being like, the fuck happened to you? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And she didn't ask it, which was very polite of her.
0: (laughs) I went to a bunch of hot Carl shows. See you later. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like, "Ah, good to know you're not doing that anymore. Got away. Got away
0: with murder there for a second. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. Um, Is there any, is there any, I know this is now the premise of your podcast, but is there any rappers that you would recommend for me to specifically get up on I right now? I
1: this, love this one group that is really combining what we like about hip-hop and what's relevant about hip-hop. So there's a real 90s feel to a rap group called Villain Park. Villain out of, Park. Out of Los Angeles. Uh, they are like four or five kids. I guess I have to visually explain their black kids because <laughs> nowadays it's like every new rapper's a white kid. So <laughs> four or five black kids out of LA uh, and they're... Really good. It's like if the far side put together an ASAP mob. Ooh. And, wow. and one of the kids I found out recently, cause I've been emailing with them. I put them up like on the podcast where they have like f- not that many followers. They're just starting to catch on. And uh, I've been talking to them about getting on the podcast and they're very difficult to pin down. I had, like, a friend who owns a record label, like, a serious record label email them. They've never emailed them back. <laughs> so, like, they're very... Like, they're living it. And uh, one of their brothers was in People Under the Stairs. Oh, okay. Which is a group from our days. So they have the right influence, and I love them. Oh, that's awesome. I Dylan think they're great. Park. And I also love... Action Bronson. He lives in our world. You yeah, know, that's... He... Punchline, punchline, punchline. Uh,
0: Bronson is part of my... Rec... I mean, that is my kindred spirit yeah. as a big, fat, bearded stoner. He's who I him. like... Uh, fucking duck cone feet as much as his rhymes. Yeah. Like, Fuck that's delicious is one of the... And I'm a huge
1: Bourdain and Zimmerin head. Yeah, he shouldn't rap. Yeah, he, should he, should just he doesn't do need that. to. Yeah, just do that all day. He's, he's so <laughs> Opportunity
0: talented. be knocking. Yeah, like, that's the cut to they always use in, yeah. in the Vice oh, yeah. show. yeah, that's it's, right. They it's do. always cuts to him in concert going opportunity be knocking. Because that, that beat comes in so strong. Right, it comes in so hard yeah. there and then they can put it over a, a montage of oysters being yeah, opened yeah. or something. And he's
1: so talented and I like... You know, I love Chance for a long time. I yeah. was very early on that. And like, his new
0: album just dropped,
1: right? Yeah, uh. it's great. And and like, you know, there's a group of kids that are still really talented, and it, they don't they don't all sound alike, which is my problem with a lot of like the designer and, yeah, and yeah. future, and everyone sounds a little alike, So it's good to see people still pop up. Uh, I I still like Dej Loaf. There's some people I like. from... Oh, I, from, I
0: met her. She was one of the team captains on uh, Wild Now doing? when I was there. She's good, man. Yeah. She's
1: still really good. <laughs> and there's people that that I, I still can listen to, and I don't feel a hundred years old. Yeah. A few like, and far between. <laughs> right. but
0: I, I think the last album that I, besides Bronson, that I went full crazy for was uh, Juicy J's uh, solo album, whatever that one was called. Have recently. you ever seen him live? No.
1: It's so funny. It's Is just hook, it? hook, 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 hook. He doesn't do verses. No. It's so dope. It's just a hook after a hook after a hook. And it's just the crowd goes apeshit. Because like, the hooks are the best part. Right, right. And right. he's like learned... like just give him the best part of the steak right
0: right. I could get out of here in 25 minutes yeah I just do you
1: know take the bones out let's get out of here
0: wasn't him and him and Wiz were doing a show together in uh, Denver for the like a 420 uh, show I'm sure that's so like, smart
1: that's like House of Pain on St. Patrick's Day right, right. yeah it's like you it's know like Dropkick Murphy's on St. Patrick's yeah. Day or House yeah. yeah. of Pain the Saint afro Patrick. man is like I'll do it too yeah. Yeah. I'm around I'm around I can open 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 cause uh, I got high yeah. I'll, I forget though uh, the the uh, uh, <laughs> There's a tour going out and I, you are very much invited to come with me we go there's a bunch of adult men who go together to hip-hop shows
0: okay uh, I, want, I want on that email list diggable
1: planets reunion <laughs> camp low opening
0: okay I'm I'm in <laughs> well, I haven't even said the words diggable planets out loud in forever well, that's what we're here for oh that, shit I,
1: literally that is all like like that's my shit I listen to everything if an 18 year old in some city releases a mixtape I've heard it yeah but but I still look for these shows I because that's really what I connect with most
0: man I could fucking go to it a... <laughs> I you know you're Old when I'm like, what do I have on the lineup to go see uh, in concerts this summer? Mm-hmm. Right now it's John Carpenter, <laughs> yeah. oh, The right. Lumineers, that's right, yeah. and
1: now possibly The Diggable Planet. I got Weird Al on that list too <laughs> at the Hollywood Bowl. Such a dork, thirty six years old, like an idiot. I mean, Weird
0: Al is the well, I love him. I, I mean, parody songs aside, good punchlines and
1: great musician.
0: Yeah. <laughs> can structure a fucking song absolutely great music his non his non-parody songs yeah. are, are all i mean obviously his parody songs are catchy because he's picking p-
1: catchy yeah, beats dare to be stupid yeah he's yeah. got
0: fucking he's catchy got songs otherwise yeah, yeah.
1: I, I could praise weird al all day <laughs> that,
0: that's a that's a i'll do a weird al episode because cr- my friend craig rowan former guest of the podcast who you might know also a huge weird al fan like yeah. uh, that would be a very fun fact
1: that any of us know him is like blows my mind the fact i've got to work with him it's like he's come back yeah Oh, he's, he's more relevant now. He's his last record sold more than anything he's ever sold.
0: More than Alapalooza, <laughs> yeah. the one that has the Jurassic World logo on. It. <laughs> more, more than he I parodied can... art. Like he went yeah. so deep. Like so the... <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like, but he's like a man. This is so crazy. He's a man who plays an accordion, who makes parody songs, who's friends with Mark Ryden, who's on a TV show with Scott Ackerman. Right. Like the depth in which he has developed over the years. It's like he's yeah he's you, managed man. to
0: stay semi-relevant for 30 years yeah it's unbelievable right.
1: and now and now he's now
0: also i, I think it helps that people who worshipped him when he were younger are all now tv writers and yeah. comedy podcasters and shit Do you know like what
1: weird that. al's never heard what no we don't want you here <laughs> right? ever no one's ever no one's ever told weird al no, that. no i'm sorry weird al yeah. it's time for you to leave weird al we don't see room for you on this <laughs> honestly weird al can get added to anything he wants Anything. Right. If he walked up to Lonely Island and was like, I'm thinking about doing a collaborative album. They're like, fuck yeah. Of course. Watch The Throne. That would be it.
0: Yeah. What would be something a Weird Al would maybe not get?
1: <laughs> uh, that, like in comedy?
0: Like a, a Charlemagne interview. Yeah. <laughs> not not he in comedy. Did, in but com- he, does,
1: like, he does Tim and Eric. Right. Yeah. Like, he gets it all. Right. God. Yeah. And he's, he's
0: this is going to sound obnoxious, but he's like surprisingly with it. You would think that like when you you would think that he's like kind of lost it and he's like spot. He's one of those dudes who just managed to keep a head on his shoulders despite whatever happened to him in the meantime.
1: It's incredible. I'm also I I, uh, do a lot of bits with Kevin and Bean in the morning. Oh, yeah, they're similar. Right, like you, you didn't grow up here, but but Kevin and Bean have been on the radio. They outlasted everyone, right? So like Rick D's was a big deal here, and Jay Thomas, and we've had the, the Baker Boys. We've had names come and go in LA radio. Kevin Bean have been number one for thirty something years, right? But you like I'll tweet about like Charlemagne, and they'll be like Charlemagne's dope, right? They and they're, they're like, forty 50 year old white men,
0: right? That's my that's my issue with Opie and Jim, who I'm a, yeah. I, an Opie and Anthony who I was a diehard fan of for a long time, is they're sort of not oh, like, and I'm not saying open minded like politically because that's no. certainly not what you're getting. <laughs> Out of shock jocks, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, they're not open to like new shit no. at all. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and Howard's pretty okay at it every once in a while. Like, he's been talking about a couple rappers, and I'm like, that's crazy. Someone just put that in his ear. But like, uh, he like he talks about like Stern went on a small rant about Kodak Black, no, well. is, like a real obscure street rapper who like. <laughs> but anyway, he must have heard a news story and went with it. But like, but like that's Kevin and Bean. I love working with them because they do like he he like listened to my doughboys podcast oh that's yeah like that's they, fucking they're awesome. just trying their hardest to like <laughs> not in me not in a shitty way but like they want to be they want to be relevant and that that like that scene is awesome
0: that i mean that's just something that i've been trying to do yeah. and i feel like any one of our friends or people our age who are like closed off to new millennial so bullshit creepy. it's like just it's a bad idea it's creepy yeah you open. It, you can hate
1: it, yeah, but check it out and yeah. then hate it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you should know enough to know what's happening. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah where people who are like, ah, I don't listen to Beyonce. I'm like, yeah, I don't listen to Beyonce yeah. either. But I've heard every one of her songs. Also,
1: like, that's as creepy as being like, I don't see movies in theaters. I hate that shit. And that I hate.
0: That I can't
1: stand. It's so it, like, I had an aunt who was like that. Who used to be like, I just wait till it comes out on. I was like, all of them, every movie. You just wait till they come out on VHS at the time. Like, how could you like it as
0: much as like seeing? I mean, fast and. Uh, Furious Seven, yeah, you got to see that. But also,
1: like, even on a even on a more intense level, like, what do you you don't talk to anyone about movies that are in theaters, right?
0: I mean, our our world is specific, like where it's like like, even
1: even my mom, like even my mother goes and sees movies in theaters, and like, did you see? This? Yeah, this I liked great. Room. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like that's a pretty relevant pop culture topic. Right, like, right. That's
0: just, a, that's water cooler. That's yeah, like that's just live something. It. Yeah,
1: live. Like, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, but like I know enough about it. Right, right, yeah, right. Like, that's fine.
0: And if you if you like, you're not like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, then you're a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, while we're just saying. Re- this is just so fresh in my mind. I watched two episodes of Lady Dynamite last night. Oh, Bamford's I watched new the first one and loved it. I I'm literally cannot wait to get home to she's finish so it. I just got permission from my wife to not have to watch it with her. Right? Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, that's a big move. That's a big move. That means I can watch all six episodes tonight while yeah. she's asleep. I'm
1: relatively newly single. Oh, and there's a part of me that. I go. I could watch Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> I can watch season two. Like there's a part of me that's like that's fucking freeing. <laughs> that's like yeah, that was a real highlight. Uh, it's so like
0: I think that's how come I got a resurgence into action movies yeah. as I got older. Was like that's just something I know my wife won't make me wait to go to the theater with her. For, so I'm like cool. I'm gonna go see X Men Apocalypse, even though I'm almost positive it's gonna be garbage. Yeah. I'm just gonna see it a because it's X Men and b because I can go whenever I want just go yeah. I'm sending texts like Thursday what day does it come out I'm like yeah. looking up like, what the first showing is <laughs> yeah it's
1: great I went to Neighbors 2 just by myself oh, yeah loved it. <laughs> loved it loved it I was like this is cool I enjoyed Neighbors 2 I, I love
0: Neighbors 1 I couldn't see that without my wife though cause Neighbors is Weirdly, my wife's favorite comedy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a recent favorite comedy. Yeah, I would to say She's has... she
1: seen Blazing saddles <laughs> yeah, I know. I like, <laughs> she's seen a couple of the older ones. Uh no, I, I love I thought it was great. I thought it was Remember great. It was I
0: great? love the this is gonna make me sound again like an old uh white misogynist, but I love the woman shit about it. it I great. loved like the sisterhood and like so protecting fun. each other and Did stuff. Did you
1: see The Lobster though?
0: No, uh, that's up next, though. I'm gonna go <sighs> see that this weekend. Maybe hopefully.
1: not maybe that one alone too. Yeah? Well, it's just not like it's a very relationship. It's like a real questioner on everything. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. What movie did I watch? Oh. The season one of Togetherness, like watch oh, that God. with my wife, and we were like, uh. Uh, don't <laughs> watch like season two either." Yeah, yeah. It, that, it's very similar, but almost, <laughs> oh,
1: but almost like less. Like it's over the head metaphors, but right, like right. the subtleness of like your unhappiness gets real dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, "Oh no, I do feel that way." You know, the plot is that you, I'm not ruining anything, but you right. just read this. But like, you go to a hotel, and if you don't fall in love within 45 days, you could change into, into the animal, an animal. Of your choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and Colin Farrell is trying to find love, or else he becomes, becomes a lobster.
1: A lobster. <laughs> yeah. It's so <laughs> it's so bonkers and his other movie Dogtooth is so I, oh good. I haven't seen that movie in so, front. yeah oh God, I fucking love so it so good yeah. and so like it's just a great movie but yeah oh that's so good there's no hip hop <laughs> in it
0: <laughs> we're just ending this with like 12 movie recommendations yeah, yeah. Uh, so now Jensen let's, let's talk about your book yes. which comes out June 7th June 7th
1: uh, It's called Kanye West owes me $300 and other uh, true stories from a white rapper who almost made it big and it's basically my story from growing up in Woodland Hills and being into hip hop before anyone else uh, in the white world uh, and then sort of developing as a rapper and being this sort of I always look like this like that's the problem is <laughs> like I have always looked- I
0: would describe your look as like TV writer, yeah, like, I look, yeah, I look Jew, like, Jewish glasses tattoo. If you guys know what Eric Appel or yeah. uh, uh, Alex Blag look
1: yeah, like, yeah, really, you're just <laughs> in my wheelhouse now. Yeah, imagine, we're circling. Yeah, imagine Zach Braff eating a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, what I look. Imagine like Imagine
0: Zach Braff with astigmatism eating yeah. a bagel and yeah. and and uh, and a, and, uh a t- you know has shopped at T-shirt stores on St. Marks. Like, yeah, and has it, has like
1: taste and doesn't and, and thinks and thinks Bill uh, Bill Maher is kind of whack. Like it's sort of like you have to have a little bit of like eh, I fucking hate that guy. You have to have a little bit of that in it uh and so I I've, but I've always been that guy and my yeah. voice has always been this way like my rap voice is a little different in a sense that I'm trying to find pockets so I'm a little more slidey you know yeah. like a little more <laughs> jumpy but it's been this kind of voice and 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 when I came out it was a little jarring I think no one was ready for that um but uh, but you sort of hear that story which is signing this big record deal after being on the radio and then working with all these hip-hop pioneers and being in uh the first real check for Kanye from a record label like I, I did a song with him, and. Um, We became friends and saw movies together and went to lunch together and (laughs) we kind of came up together and and then stopped talking basically around fame and uh, I had my own experience with the label not putting out the album, and all of that stuff is in this book. And it's so weird and strange, and the ex- the kind of situations I I found myself in are just odd.
0: Yeah. So if you're into hip hop, I would or say music out, industry, music industry, or yeah. if you like funny things, I'm assuming based yeah. on I haven't read a, a lick of it, but based on you, I know yeah. you're a funny writer. <laughs> and the
1: reviews, like the reviews that have been great, and and the thing that I've really loved about it most is the the most of the reviews on Amazon right now because they're called Vine users. They're like they get sent free shit to review. And they're oh, the okay, only people, they're
0: like they're like power reviewers yeah. of Amazon. And they're the only
1: people allowed to review like a book before it comes out. so that way the the like publisher doesn't stack the deck. like they make sure oh, that it's real people. Okay, yeah, and the thing those are mostly conservative, older white people, right. That's just the <laughs> truth And the reviews on there have been like mostly fours and five stars because their responses are are like, oh, i I thought this was gonna be a hip-hop book. It's that's just the place we live in, right. right. It's really about like, creative freedom and, and finding a, hitting a wall and trying to make a U-turn. And it's really about like finding yourself and fame and, and all these things that you're promised and facing it at a young age. So it's a lot more Corey Haim than it is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> than it is Jay-Z. Uh, but that's, that's sort of the, the world I live in.
0: Uh, wh- when's the last time you spoke to Kanye and does he know about this book and or its title? Uh, is my question The last time
1: I spoke to Kanye, spoke to Kanye. Cause you'll hear in the book, we run into each other. But the last time I spoke to Kanye was around the time he got in the accident. Oh, okay. I talked to him then. Pre-Through the Wire, obviously, yeah. Right, right when he was recording right. Through the Wire. Yeah. Um, then when Through the Wire happened, we two-waited a couple times. When John Legend and Through the Wire came out around the same time, we two-waited about how great those were, uh, and then that's sort of where it faded out. And uh, he does know the book is coming, and he does know the title. Oh, okay. And I don't think he's stoked. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I've heard through other people that he, he's not super mad, but I think he's just a little well, ticked. Yeah. Well, he's happy I'm okay, though. That's what I was told.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's good. I, you feel like maybe he's just like, motherfuckers using my name.
1: I believe so. Yeah. But and guess n- what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely am. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely hey, doing that. that's
0: the price you have to pay for becoming Kanye West yeah. when I become also, Jensen. <laughs>
1: also, don't be the guy who calls something opportunistic when you walked on stage to steal someone else's shot. Like, you are opportunistic, sir. Like, fucking take it.
0: You name drop brands in your yeah. rap songs. Like, please.
1: Your thing is a fucking, you know, it's like a publicity thing, dude. You know that. Like, yeah. that's your thing. That's my thing as well. I did the same thing.
0: Yeah. What, and then uh, we'll just get a, uh, what's your opinion on The Life of Pablo? How, how do you like it?
1: I think sonically it's great. I think if I listen to it musically, I'm like, man, that's a great record. He goes back to soul samples, which I love. Yeah, there's yeah. some things that I really love about Kanye in it, but lyrically, I just think he's just getting weirder and weirder. Yeah, There's not a lot, not a there's lot, not a lot and, to attach yourself and, and, to and when in he, there. When he does, he's older than me. So he's about 37, 38. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about like bleached assholes and three ways and stuff, it's like, dude, no. Get one. over. It.
0: I will say that that run of like I got bleach on my t-shirt, I do like that little run. But I that's think
1: you like it jokingly,
0: right? I think I like it because it's ridiculous but to have it that funny? in a song. Oh,
1: okay, good. It's yeah. ridiculous to be in a song, right? Right. Exactly. I were like, be like it's funny because it's funny. She got bleach
0: like, on her asshole. Yeah. I got bleach on my t-shirt. I now I feel like an asshole. He right. rhymes asshole the asshole. Well, that's a real
1: staple <laughs> for him. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm like thinking it's not. Like I don't. I just go. Oh, lyrically, I'm not connecting, but man, musically, I love it.
0: Yeah, I know. It, it it is like listening to like a soundscape of some sort. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little much. <laughs> I mean, there's um, the hype man stuff on that. Are like it's like tribal noise. Like oh, just it's ad libs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ad
1: the libs ad libs are crazy. The ad libs are like.
0: Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, like it's like noise like <laughs> yeah. yeah. yes. it,
1: it started It's like <laughs>
0: fucking 1970s Japanese art rock. Yeah, yeah.
1: It started with him just going to hat. Like yeah. that's how it started and now it's gone. And also rap is filled in ad-libs. Like now Future's one long ad-lib really. Right. You know, like and Jeezy <laughs> used to be that one ad-lib. So you see that a lot in rap and I don't necessarily care. Yeah. I don't, I'm not stoked when like when I hear the lighter noise when Lil Wayne is rapping. Like I, I don't listen for the lack like back background. Right, right. Although their lighter noise does happen. every time little wayne's about to rap, yes i love it <laughs> <Nuts. Yeah. laughs> a real crazy drop
0: <laughs> uh jensen thanks so much for coming on the podcast man uh so at you want to throw out your Twitter and yeah, uh, yeah. It's
1: Jensen Clan eighty eight with a C because I'm not racist. So it's J E N S E N C L A N eighty eight, and then you can. And, but you know, eighty eight is H H. I know that's the biggest problem. I didn't know that when I made it. Like hot Carl, I fucked up again. But
0: that's from your gallery,
1: gallery nineteen eighty eight on Melrose clothing line. I was involved, and it's a whole problem. Yeah, but Jensen Clan eighty eight is my Twitter name, and then you can pre-order the book and learn everything I'm doing from the gallery. And the I'm releasing freestyles for the first time in fifteen years. And I saw that giveaways.
0: And also recently, you did a. Uh, wrote a bit for Corden uh, for the what's which one's his called late 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 night with late late show with James late late show we did something
1: called drop the mic eliza skinner and i wrote a battle for james corden and anne hathaway and it was great and (laughs) And possibly
0: more to come it looks like we're
1: doing david schwimmer this week uh because david schwimmer asks to do it uh but it's awesome i get to bring kind of king of the dot to to late night yeah yeah, like
0: bring the (laughs) fucking by the way
1: it's not like you can watch it it's going viral like literally as we're doing this podcast which is a cool feeling but like I'm happy not because of that. I'm happy because it's actually a good battle. Right, like that's, pigeons and planes. Because Hathaway can rap. She can rap. Why do I know that? Why she did, did it on Conan. Oh, okay. I and was everyone, like, it. She did like a small thing. And you're like, oh, yeah. Pretty good. She got and bars. Corden can, and Corden can rap.
0: Corden is he the, can spit. Corden can fucking spit. He can sing. Yeah. I I like that. I watch Carpool. I watched every episode of Carpool Karaoke. Every segment the other day. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I
1: Get the Carpool Karaoke. I do. I do. I get it. Yeah, but I I. That's why I brought because I brought this idea to him. Yeah, because it like, it's in his wheelhouse. It's in his, his wheelhouse. Musical, I was like, this yeah. is what I want to do. I've been trying to do Celebrity Battle for a long time. I was like, but here's what I want. I want it to be credible. I want it to be good. I don't want them in fucking cha- like jewels. I, don't put them in anything that looks like rap let them yeah. be normal people that are battling and let's work on making it something they can do and so today it got tweeted by Pigeons and Planes which is like <laughs> the most credible hip hop blog and they weren't <laughs> shitting on it they were like "This yeah fire guys, this is a <laughs> good battle so awesome. and like that's more important to me than a million people seeing it for reals <laughs> I, I retweeted it and just in big letters put Pigeons and Planes like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, Anne Hathaway's on Pigeons and Planes in a positive manner like that's, that's my goal
0: yeah Anne Hathaway's getting more support from Pigeons and Planes than she is from women.
1: (laughs) Yo, Anne Hathaway's getting more support from Pigeons and Planes than Hot Carl got. Like, that's enough for me. Like, dude, if I can't get on there, I will get Anne Hathaway and David Schwimmer on it. That's all. I'm an Anne Hathaway apologist. I've been in love with her forever. I never...
0: I know her it came true thing really rattled a lot of people but didn't bother me
1: yeah she's, fuck it it's the del- <laughs> you know what she is a fucking movie star right, that's right. it man you don't don't try to don't try to relate to a movie star right, Exactly. just exactly. look at her and live yeah man. I got a lot of people you can't relate to <laughs> they're all real rich and famous Will Smith has like a weird science they can't even Calabasus. relate to each other no yeah, <laughs> yeah please trust me Tom Cruise I can't relate movie star yeah. let them be movie stars
0: just let it happen don't even try to figure them out oh ah, fuck it as as always I'm at John Gabris, no H's and John or Gabris. um uh, rate me five stars and roast me in the comments and I'll read it on the podcast um uh, fourth man out is still on Netflix check it out um and uh, my t-shirt store, the link will be in the show notes. Okay, I can't believe I actually have stuff to plug. And coming June 1st, I actually have a series on Hal where if you like my interviews, I'll be interviewing some scientists. It's called the layman, and I try to dumb down their science and help their help my stupid problems with their smart shit. Um, all right, thanks for listening. Bye shitheads!